Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Everybody out there listening to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. Oh, you wish you could see Steve Harvey when oh, 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 I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Oh, man, got a radio show. Man, got a radio show and a whole lot more, too, man. God is good to me. I have no other explanation. I have no other explanation of my existence and where I stand in this thing called life, except if it was not for the goodness of God Almighty, if it was not for his grace and his mercy, there's no way I could exist the way that I do. I would not be who I am or where I am. I am who I am and where I am simply because God is who he is. If it was not for God, I would have no testimony for you because I would have failed every single test. Plain, pure, and simple. I can sit here today and tell you flat out that it is purely because of God's grace and mercy that I exist today because of his favor. See, now, he he shows us favor in life because of a, a combination of things I've discovered. And this is not the whole answer to life. Um, I can assure you it's not. But this is a combination that I've grown to understand better and better. And I wish I had gotten it earlier in my life. But here it is. If you take faith and you combine it with an incredible work ethic, then God has the greatest opportunities to show you favor. That's the best way I can explain success to you from my standpoint. 
It is the combination of faith and work that produces the most opportunities for God to show you favor. See, a lot of times we want God to bless us, but we ain't doing nothing for him to bless. So now we sideways in the equation a little bit. But see, if you had the faith in God that God can do anything but fail, that God will get you through, that God will see you through, that the God is the God you serve is the greatest giver of all good things. If you kept that faith intact through it all and you produced an incredible work ethic, that allows the most opportunities for God to show you favor. See, w- without that, what you want God to do? See, you can have faith and be sitting at the house watching TV. There's nothing being produced, no opportunities for God to show you favor. And you got to do some things, man, that you are uncomfortable doing or don't feel like doing or something that don't have the right payoff right in front of your face with the faith that it'll pay off later on. See, too many people are working for the right now reward. And the right now reward is not how it works. Sometimes the reward is coming later on up the road. But the only way you can know that is if you got to you got to apply the faith. And see, the reason you don't know that, that it's coming like that, or you have to have faith to believe that it's coming, because faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. That's what faith is. You know, you standing at, let me give you an example. You standing at the crosswalk with, with a walk sign on it and the, and the sign flashing on the corner, don't walk. Then the, the signs say, walk. What do you think your chances of making it across that street is? Well, pretty good. Because guess what? The signs say walk. You can see the other side. There's other people in the crosswalk walking. So guess what? You strike out blindly. It don't take a lot of faith to get across that street. That's, that's, that's not what I'm talking to you about. I'm talking about the faith, the belief in things that you cannot see. The faith that what I'm doing today, I believe in my heart of heart that God wouldn't bring me this far to leave me, that God is a true and living God, that he keeps his promises, that later on, these things that I'm working towards right now going to pay off later on. See, too many people want the reward right now. See, that's not the exhibition of faith. If it's the right thing to do, if it's, if it's a good thing to do, if it's a just thing to do, see, if it's sin in it, it ain't God. You can just clear it on up right there. You can stop all the wondering if that's his voice talking to you, if it's the right thing to do. If it's sin in it, it's not God talking to you. Kill it. You, you, you can shut it down. You ain't got to wonder about it. Go down there and seek revenge. That ain't God. Go tell him off when you see him. That ain't God. Anything that's got sin in it is not God's voice telling you to do it. So you can, you can kill that conversation today. That's how you know. But if you align yourself up, man, and you and what you're doing is just and right and correct and pleasing in the sight of God, it'll pay off for you later on. And see, uh, here's, 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 here's the best way I can tell it to you. Here's another one. When you're going somewhere, when you're, when you're on the road to going somewhere, and you know the somewhere that you're trying to get to, 
let's say you've set a goal or a vision for yourself. You know where you want to get to. You got a got a good idea. And you own your way to going there. Listen to me. When it gets hard, and it is going to get hard, when it gets difficult, and it is going to get difficult, when it becomes challenging, and it is going to become challenging, when it becomes all three of those things, when it don't look like it's going to happen, don't stop and complain so much. But see, I know he done blessed me, but in the middle of it, man, I, I felt a little heavy. And you got to be careful when it get hard for you because you'll find yourself complaining. And when you complain and see, what you can't do is you can't complain so much that you forget that the place that you're trying to go to, you actually on your way there still. See, don't get caught up in the complaining and then lose sight of your blessing that's actually happening to you. What? Really, man? Of, of all the times to register a complaint to God, to sit up and go, hey, man, I, 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 didn't, I wanted to ease back into this thing. Ease back in. Man, you in. It's, it's a tornado whirling around you. You ain't got time to ease back in. You got to go on and jump back in it. It is what it is. To whom much is given, much is required. Always appreciate the blessings. Don't get so caught up in the complaints that you lose sight of the blessings, man. God got a lot for you in your life, man. But you got to have them two things, y'all. You got to take that faith and you got to apply a, a, a crazy work ethic to it. And that creates the most opportunities for God to show you favor. And when God starts showing you favor, man, all them seeds you planted, all of that, all of that wheat you've been sowing, all of that hard work you've been put in, God will pay it off. And he'll pay it off in ways that you don't even see coming. Okay? Cool. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your undivided attention? It is time for the Steve Harvey Morning Show, brought to you by Ignorance, Tom Foolery, Heavy Doses of Blackish. Mixed with a spoon of hilarity. We might get to some motivation, but we tired this week. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harvey Morning Show. What's happening, everybody? Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday to you, Mr. Harvey. Understand. Carla Pharrell. What's up? Hey, crew. What's up, Steve? Well, ladies and gentlemen, here by popular demand, one of the great recovery artists, of all time, <laughs> better than the Pony Express, rain, sleet, hail, or snow, crisis. He comes through, and in honor of you going to work tonight, Junior, this is for you. The champ is here. <laughs> the champ is here. <laughs> More than everybody. That damn Junior. <laughs> Woo, that was fast. Boy, y'all don't know what this boy go through to come to work. But I'm proud of you, boy. Man. Oh, appreciate Keep you, Keep hustling. Yay, no Junior. You made it. Oh. This boy right here showed up. I show be off. Oh, man. I, I, buy, I buy us into it. <laughs> <laughs> some little young kid out there that got sick of watching. Boy, 
Junior, for all of you that stuff suffered with sickle cell, Junior had a crisis, and Junior is back at work the next day, still in pain. Yeah. But do, but strong, fighting through like a soldier. <laughs> That's, That's it, man. good. Ladies and gentlemen, nephew Tommy. Yay, yay. In the building. I'm here yeah. Friday morning. That's what we do. Yeah. We love our Fridays, don't we? <laughs> even though. Steve, Not really. Even though, yeah. <laughs> they feel just like a Wednesday. <laughs> it's all running together. Yeah, it's, all, it's together. all the same. Yeah. But today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am going to play golf. Oh, oh nice. You gonna wear okay. your mask? Huh? <laughs> mm. You heard her. Mm. You heard her. Wear well, your mask, huh? I already struggle with the game. What I can't do is <laughs> get out there wheezing through that damn thick ass mask. Talk about four. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be social distancing. You gotta man. have it. I'm, you know, it's, it's different the way they do it on the golf courses now. Uh, a lot of times you have to walk. Mm-hmm. And everybody has their own cart. You can't. Yeah, you no can't two people together. on the same yeah. cart. Oh, okay. That's good. That's and good. the starter sits there and watches you take off, and you got to stay certain distance away from each other. Just mm-hmm. go to your ball and hit. I enjoy it, so it'll be fine. And my golf tournament is tomorrow, and so uh, I'm going to play golf one day to get ready for it. <laughs> for the tournament, so, huh? Yeah. I won't be ready. I'll play the same as I do today, tomorrow. So, okay. Yeah. Just be careful out there, Steve. All right, coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, ask the CLO for this Friday right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up next hour, Charlie Wilson, Uncle Charlie, will be our Uncle special Charlie. guest. Looking forward to that, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh-huh, it's been a minute. But first, it is time to ask the CLO, the Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey. Uh, Steve, here we go. This one's from Millicent in New Orleans. She says, I'm 30 years old, and my dad came in my life six years ago. My dad was already married when my mom got pregnant with me, so I grew up without him in my life. I met his wife a few months after I reconnected with him. His wife explained how my dad kept me as a secret for years because my mom was a one-night stand after he'd been drinking one night. I was furious because my dad was with my mom for four years, and they went on trips together, and he was in the delivery room when I was born. Should I show his wife the receipts or... Should I let it go? Not the receipts. Mm. Oh, I got to say Ooh. this. Well, come on. Yeah. Small CLO. Make, she wants Make us to, proud. <laughs> she wants to have a story to tell that makes her feel adequate for some reason. Because to come and meet a young woman who hasn't had a relationship with her father in 24 years, and that's the story you want to tell. Mm-hmm. You were kept a secret because you were one night stand. I mean, come on, lady. What, what's, what's your purpose for trying to mess this young lady's up yeah. relationship up like that? That's foul within itself. Now, with that being said, do you return the foulness that she put out? Mm, two wrongs, huh? I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. I think you should take the high road. I think the important thing for here is for you to have whatever relationship you can have with your dad. You know, it doesn't matter. Men men make a lot of mistakes. I made mistakes as a young man myself. Men make 
mistakes and, and, and have the right to get it right and recover. What she didn't have the right to do was come in here and bust your bubble with all that information mm-hmm. that she should have played the bigger woman. Mm-hmm. 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 But because she's not a big woman don't mean you shouldn't be either. I think that God will keep you in a better place if you take the high road myself. That's I what I would suggest. But, you know, if you're one of them days and you're just feeling funky, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Stank. You know what I'm saying. Good advice, Steve. I like yeah. that advice. That Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Now, have for you, what's the one night stain? Right, right, right. All right. Uh, moving Boom. on. This one's from Verna in White Plains, New York. She says, I've been married for 14 years and I love my husband dearly, but he stinks. Uh, he's in shape, he has a healthy diet, but he smells like hot garbage. I told him whatever he's eating isn't agreeing with his body, mm. so he switched up his diet and supplements. I got That's him to supplements. I got him to take a shower as soon as he gets home, but the smell comes back twenty minutes later. It's not coming from a particular body part. It's not his feet or his butt. It's just an overall odor. I can't get in the mood for sex anymore, and he thinks it's because of other reasons. Should I tell him he's funky? I mean, you told us. (laughs) Not the world. (laughs) Damn. I don't even understand how you ain't had this conversation, Vernon. You told us. And I'm going to tell you what he needs to do. He needs to take one of those allergy exams. Those that uh tells you what your body is allergic to. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. a test that you can take. And you find out if you alert, if your body doesn't respond well to gluten or something. And it could be something that's secreting out of his body that just don't agree with him. But he's doing it anyway. And the way it comes out is through his pores. He stank. I don't know. I'm not want. staying with nobody 14 years old. Uh-uh. That 14 years, that stank. That's funky. You can stank this evening, but by tomorrow, you need to make some type of correction. We're not going to do this every Christmas. All in birthdays and New Year's Eve. Ah. Now it's sad to hear you come again. Your ass stank up at the church. Now you all at the club. Your ass is stanking. You what kind of level of stank is it, though? Is it medium, low stank, oh, no, mid-range? You stink. You at Bible study. Your ass stank. Hot y'all. garbage? Quiet. Hot, okay. Stank. Hot garbage is high stank. That's way up yeah. there. Yeah. But up if it's here. a low stank, you might be at a top. Ain't no such level. thing as low stank. Your ass stank, you stank. stank, stank. Ain't no right. low stank. I smell it. That's too high. <laughs> and I can too see. Too damn much. Mm-hmm. Sitting yeah. up in here, my eyes watering up, and you just sitting over there drinking coffee. What is the hell I'm in here for? <laughs> sitting over here, we in the car. It's winter time. It's 30, 13 degrees. Well, I got to get this window down because I can't stay locked up. You know, nothing worse than home. Okay. Funky and- ass frozen popsicle. Because <laughs> he's saying. Up in here with your stinking ass sitting up in here. We all can't go nowhere. You at the store stinking, just walking through the mall stinking. All right, we we down at the movies. People turning around. Who is back here? What is that? All right, Anonymous in D.C. says, I've been working as a warehouse manager for three years, and I have a big problem because I've fallen in love with one of my employees. He is married, has children, and a nice home. I know all of this because I stalk him on social media, and I've driven by his house a few times. I'm a sexy woman in my mid-30s, and I know he sees me, even flirts with me some days. I can't get him out of my mind. Should I approach him and see what's up, or would that be going too far since I'm his boss. What? 
Damn, you stalk him. Yeah. That's scary. You done drove by his house. Yeah, and he's married. <laughs> now, let me say something to you, lady, and I don't know how this is going to sound on the radio, but you being his boss and everything with all the Me Too stuff that's out there and HR department and mm-hmm. racial injustice that's going out there and all of this here and COVID-19 having broken up so many homes lately and all of this here and I can go on and on and on simply to guide you down this parkway to get you to understand that you can drive by his house and get your natural ass whooped <laughs> is what I need you to understand. Mm-hmm. His wife mm-hmm. better not to see you driving by the damn house, stalking him. You gonna get your natural <laughs> game. <laughs> All right, coming up. Thank you, CLO. Coming up next, the nephew in the building with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So excited about this. Coming up next hour, Uncle Charlie Wilson will be our special guest. He is family around here, and we love him. Also, Miss Ann is standing by with today's national headlines. Plus, Carla's going to tell us about the BET Awards happening this Sunday night. Right now, the nephew is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? I've been to the penitentiary. I'm out. Mm. Your brother promised me some things while we was in there, and now I'm calling you. It's time to pay the piper. I'm K Dog. Ladies much. and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and, ladies and gentlemen. It's a long intro. K Dog. Let's go, Cat Dog. K Dog in the building. Mm-hmm. Hello? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to reach uh, I'm trying to reach Terrence. Yeah, this is Terrence. Who's this? This K Dog. Hey, is, is, uh, is uh, Brandon, is Brandon your brother? Then, yeah, that's my brother. He locked up. Wow, what's up? Okay, yeah, cool. Hey, look, I I just got out. I was actually uh I was locked up with your brother. We we was on the same tier together. I I was uh you know that was kind of like my my boy right there. I took care of him. Uh, he told me that he was uh he had been writing you to tell you uh you you know letting you know I had been taking care of him. You know uh, while we was locked down or whatever. I know he don't get out for another couple of years, but like he told me that. When he was writing you that, you know, y'all had already got it situated that, you know, you was going to take care of me when I got out. So, you know, I like I said, I just got out last night. And uh, I wanted to come by and pick up the first 10 grand, you know, sometime this wait, week. Wait, 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 wait. How much did you just say, 10 grand? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, he told me he had already wrote you and told you what was up. No, bro, I I ain't talked to my brother in over a year, dude. So, uh, ain't okay, no... Hold uh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on right here, though. Okay, he told, now, now you know, he just told me that you, you got me straight with the first 10 grand when I first get out, and then a couple months later, you would hit me with the next 10 grand, because it's 20 brother, grand. Wait, 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 that's 20 grand, bro. I got a wife and kids. I got a family to take care of. Ain't no, I ain't got 10 grand to deal with. I got to feed four kids and a wife. Okay, okay, but okay, so what you, hold up, hold, 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 hold the f- up, man. So what you saying, Brandon was lying to me the whole time? What I'm telling you is this f- locked up, 80. Man to say anything to uh, say this f- Ain't no 10 grand over here, ain't no 20 grand over here. 
you want to get it, Brandon, okay. you need to wait two years till you get out and deal with that. You get the ten no, grand. No, 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 no. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't finna, it ain't finna fall like that. Look, look here. Here was fit to go down. Okay. Now I'm coming over there, Pratt. Right. So you like ain't I coming say, over the here. First ten grand. The first ten grand is owed on Pratt. Now what I got? The first, first of all, what you need to know is this right here. I don't care nothing about going back. My thing is just right here. This paper's supposed to be ready. I done took care of your brother all these years while I was up in there uh, keeping people up off of him on the third tier. And now you finna come tell me? You finna come tell me now? Nah, that I done put in his work that now y'all ain't finna pay up? It ain't finna happen like this. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I done put in work to, to provide for my family, me and my wife working. You telling me that you finna come over here Friday to get 10 grand that I ain't even got for a that's locked up? Hey man, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not finna. Uh, first of all, all this back and forth and like this here, I, this ain't nothing that I do. You understand? I don't do this. I don't go back and forth. I'm letting you know what it is. It's ten grand, be there on Friday. Now, if you need to try to reach out to your brother that's uh, uh, locked in, you need to talk to him. But like this here, I'm coming looking for Terrence, and I'm looking for my ten grand. That, 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 that that's all that is. Ten grand. I put some thumbs up your. You come over here to my house, to my family, tell my truth, and get 10 grand for my no good brother that's locked yeah, up. Hold, 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 hold on, cuz. Hold on, cuz. See, you're gonna, you gonna mess around and take this here. Wait, well, first of all, what, what did you just say gonna happen when I get over there? What you say? You you bring your to my house with my family here. I'm gonna put some Tim's up your Talk about $10,000. And then another 10 in a couple of months. You lost your damn mind. I ain't got no damn 10 grand. I work my off, and you're gonna tell me. That you want ten grand, another ten grand in a few months of taking care of my brother while he locked up. Nobody tell you take care of him. That's a grown man. Let him take care of himself. Me and my family done built this out of so much. I'm done. Hey, 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 dog. Look here. I, I, I understand all of that just you saying, but you, but you got to look at on my end. For the last three and a half years, I've been over here taking care of, and he telling me y'all gonna take care of me. So look here. I don't know what's going on. What I do know is though, Friday. This Friday, I'm coming to get 10 grand from 10. So you got to fix this right here any way you gonna fix. It. So I, I, I and that's just it right there. Come Friday, I'm in I'm in front of your house, dog. Whoa, whoa, wait, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. Uh, K Dog, you say your like, name this is? This K Dog, baby, from the third. This K Dog from the third till three tills on the side of my left eye. Done done three decades. You baby. probably done whooped everybody in the street and in jail. You probably whooped my. But I'm gonna tell you something. You bring your over here to my house, try to me, my wife, and my kids. This ain't gonna go down like you think it ain't gonna go. I'm gonna give you everything I got, then some. You come over here, you're gonna be laying down, bruh. I'm gonna be what? You're gonna be laying down. You come over here and try to with me and my family and my kids. It ain't gonna happen that way. Okay, then that's, then that's, that's where we at then, baby. Then we just we just gonna set this up for Friday then. Because it don't make me know. I ain't already told no, no, you. No, no, we, we ain't gotta wait till no Friday, K Dog. We ain't gotta wait till Friday. I'll meet you somewhere. Okay. You think you're going to go you're, like you think it's going to go down. Once I give you everything I got and lay your down, I'm going to be in there with my brother Brandon, whooping his and putting me in some he doesn't got your in. Okay, wait, hey, hey, it, it, you know, first of all, if you ain't got the 10 grand, you might well go on and bring your now anyway. Get this Wait, wait, wait hold on. You know what you need to do? You, you, need, to you, know what you need to get your out here and get a job like everybody else. I don't care how long you've been in and everybody got a job. I'm busting you want 10 grand, work for that 10 grand and get your ass out here and wash cars, cut grass. Hey, man, hey, hey, hey you know what? I'm t You know what? Your, your brother, one thing about him, he was right about you, though. He was right about you. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you one thing else he told me about your What What the else did he tell you about me? He told me to tell you who I really was. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your sister, Defeater, got me to prank phone call you. Who the f- is this? Hey, man. This is Nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your sister, Davida, got me to prank phone call you. Oh, get the f- <laughs> boy, boy, I didn't, I didn't lit up a cigarette in the house. I couldn't smoke in the house. The Vita, oh, I'm gonna get her. <laughs> you all right, man? man I am. <laughs> boy, you had me on. I'm like ten grand. Someone come to my wife. Oh, calm Woo. down, man. It's all good, man. I gotta oh, ask you, boy, brother, I'm what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest. Radio show in the lane. Man, you know what it is. The Steve Harvey morning show. You're going to make me go see my brother now. It's the holidays. Uh, I'm going to have to go see that man in jail, man. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Whoa. <laughs> and there you have it. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know we'll come Friday. He's a gangster, ain't he? Yeah. I, want my <laughs> I want my 10K. Bill Friday. Time's okay. up. So, I don't know who you talk to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got these wife and kids. I ain't got no tingling. <laughs> All right. Thank you, nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, y'all, as promised, we got a very, very special guest. Uh, former lead singer of one of the great groups, the Damn Gap Band. Yes. <laughs> Let me explain something to you. If you ain't the familiar damn with the band. Gap Band, that's your damn problem. We don't even have time to explain it. But you don't know nothing about you dropped a bomb on me. Mm. You don't know nothing about humping. Mm. You don't know nothing about burn rubber on me, Charlie. Oh, me. Charlie. You yeah. don't know nothing about uh, what's my jam? Uh, that's yearning. my favorite jam. Yeah, yearning. You got my <laughs> heart. Yes, y'all don't know nothing about this here. These boys was let Robert. That boy <laughs> holler out Robert. <laughs> and if you ain't seen this boy live, you don't even know. You don't even know. You, you don't even live. know. Stellar career, forty years in the business. He's a living legend. He's a family member. He's got working on a new album. He just released a second single, One I Got. We're going to hear that music. We're going to get his thoughts on a few other things. Uh, he He's also doing an, an Ask Anything chat today on Steve Harvey FM. That's an Ask Anything chat. So if you want to talk to Uncle Charlie, come on today over to Steve Harvey FM and talk That's to Uncle fun. Charlie. And you can ask him anything. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. For Uncle Charlie, that Woo! damn Charlie Wilson. Come on, now. That damn Charlie Wilson. My other uncle. <laughs> we love Charlie Wilson. Snoop yeah. came and got him. Kanye came and got him. They know. Uh-huh. Yes. Thank you, man. Yes. If you ain't never essence, if you ain't never essence with Charlie, you ain't never essence before. Yeah. That's how you essence. Hey, you Charlie essence with Charlie. Charlie, let me ask something, man. You've you been used yeah. to being on stages and performing almost every weekend, man. How's it been like since the quarantine? Well, you know, 
I needed some rest anyway. Because <laughs> I never had a vacation. I've never been off. In all of those years, I've been performing and making records. I never had uh, a, a, like a vacation. So, you know, me and my wife, we figured out, man, our body was hella tired. You know, we just <laughs> fell asleep and slept for four, five days the first time we went to sleep. <laughs> 40 or 45 years of that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, it's time to just relax a little bit. And we, we rested out for a little while, and then we we jumped up. She's you, you, you ready to go back to work? I was like, what do you mean work? She's like, let's get, get back in that studio. Let's go. I was like, oh, okay. And so that's what I did, and I've been doing that ever since. Um, but it's been great because people don't ever see me too much, you know, because we don't go anywhere. So... Home is what we always we always hear anyway. So, so all right, go back there and swim. Go back there and work out. Get over there to the right over there and go make some music. Wow. Come so, back yeah, in the house and go to bed and do the same thing the next day. That's pretty good. I mean, you know, you're handling like a lot of people are. A lot of people are handling it the wrong way. I mean, just take yeah. advantage of the time. I've looked at it as a opportunity to relax and refresh, and it sounds yeah. like that's what you've done. Rejuvenate, man. That's it right there. Nice. Hey, Charlie, man, now you're from Tulsa, Oklahoma, man. With all of this that's going on, the uprising, the president coming to Oklahoma, coming over to Oklahoma with the rally. You know, uh, supposed to be 20,000, supposed to be a million wanted in, but <laughs> that head fake. Of course, of course, he can't count good, no way. So uh-huh. he had all this. With all of this that's going on, man, and with Tulsa. You, you 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 probably, I mean, I know you're more than familiar with the history of Black Wall Street and everything that happened in Tulsa. Of course. What, what's the climate for you now? How are you looking at this uh, social uprising of, for justice on behalf of black people? What's some of your thoughts on it, Charlie? Well, you know, you know, I ain't very political, but let me just say this. The way I've been watching um, uh, Los Angeles and everybody protesting and marching, I've never, all of, all of the years I've been living that I knew what I was looking at, it's like I've never, ever seen white people, almost more than black people, marching mm-hmm. beside black people Come on. and got signs in their hands, white people saying that black lives matter. I've never, ever, ever seen that in my whole life. So I just said, you know, I hope that this is the generation could probably make a difference, could make the change. I mean, you know, we have to vote, we have to do all these things to help make this thing go on, but, you know, it just, it looked, it looked sexy for me to a point. You know, yeah. I, I, me personally, I, I, I wasn't all interested about the looting, but you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that go with it. <laughs> you yeah. did something to one of our boys, and it's like that go with it, some of it, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> that just go with it. I'm sorry, but I, I, me personally, I, I, don't, I don't too much, you know, I ain't, that ain't sexy for me, but yeah. hey, man, it's looking it's looking upward a little bit. I just think yeah. what happens needs to happen now is that, you know, those, the heads need to get together, and these kids that's loving what they got their signs, they loving what they're saying, and loving what they're marching about, I just think they need to keep on you know, uh, uh, very carefully and and, uh, and 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 peacefully, and just make their point. Just continue till the till this thing is is getting wrapped up. Because I think you know they just tilt this. They just tilt us over this last time. This was it. Wow. This was the one that just tilted over, and just crashed, yeah. and and it burned. And people was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, 
enough is enough. Right. You know, it's, come on, man. It's like, you, you, just think about all of the other kids that got, had they a foot in their neck that nobody right. don't know how they died. It's so many. Mm. I'm not political, That's so I ain't right. going to go there. I'm going to shut up in a minute because my people start getting nervous. Okay, he's going on a rant, so I'm going to be quiet. Yeah. You know, they got my support. You know, the guy my support. Hey, uh, Charlie, hold on right there. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with more Charlie Wilson right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, y'all, we back. We are on the phone. We talking to the legend, the hit maker <laughs> himself, one of the greatest living performers of all time. Still to this day, uh, legendary Charlie Wilson. Now, Charlie, we would be amiss if we did not talk about what the hell your ass been up to in that damn studio? <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> I want to hear Just cut all this mess out right now. What is it, man? What, what you got coming off this new album? Well, you know what, man? You know, Steve, I've always celebrated women I, in my, all my records, and I'm still celebrating women because I got a woman that that deserves celebrating. And and, and and I know a lot of brothers got women to celebrate, that, that would love to be celebrated. And, you know, because they're, they're holding down the home and, and, and uh, they're, the, they're the center of the home. It's the love, that center. That's, that's it. And so that's what I've been doing, man. You know, I, I got to just say this. I got I to gotta pop my collar one time. Because I remember one time I was saying, I got eight number one and this and that. <laughs> you said, you got four, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I, I know I got 11 or something like that. So he was like, you got four, Charlie. I was like, you got four Billboard number ones. But you know what was, Steve, is that we had a guy doing radio for us and, and doing all this stuff. And four of those, we had, we had uh, uh, four, and four of them was, was end up number twos. And we thought that they had got the number ones. I didn't, we didn't, I didn't check in and pay no attention. I was just going around bragging. <laughs> but uh, <Did> just... <laughs> Yeah. When I found out, I said, okay, I got to catch up and I got to break some records. So this is what I'm going to do. So it was like Luther Vandross. This was the guy Billboard had the number one, most number one record. Luther Vandross, it was uh, R. Kelly Uh and Maxwell. It was three guys that had the most number ones. They had seven number one records. So I creeped up on them. Your boy right here got seven. With the... With the <laughs> forever, with forever Valentine. So, well, so I'm working you, on number eight right now. It's gonna be you, handy Luther, to you and uh, Maxwell. Maxwell. Oh, you, no, no, you Luther and Maxwell can be battling it out. Yeah. I ain't making That's it right. no more. <laughs> no, he got a little situation. Me and, me and Maxwell, he ain't coming too fast like me. I'm coming. I'm making a point. <laughs> <laughs> and let me yeah. tell y'all something else. I done seen the show. Oh, now we Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is out there with the with with the the, the level of show mm-hmm. that is is out there, and, the, and young people can get to it easier. Oh yeah, yeah. It's but cold. if you want to see the greatest <laughs> legend show hmm. on hmm. earth, watch out now. You yeah. got to watch see that now. damn Charlie Wilson perform. Yes, I, I go sit down. I don't give a damn who next. Yeah. Yeah. They ain't gonna want to <laughs> be next. Yeah. You, you need to go in front of him. Don't don't do what? after. Once he blow the whistle, move out the way. <laughs> hey, uh, Charlie, hang on. Hey, y'all, we'll be right back. We got more than legend. The Bam is in the building, the black-ass hitmaker, right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, y'all, we back with Bam. With who, though? Bam. 
<laughs> and who is that? That's the black ass hit maker. <laughs> that damn Charlie Wilson. Yeah. I love it. Hey, Charlie, so this new single, man, it's uh the first single off that album was Forever Valentine. It yeah. was yeah. a collaboration with Bruno Mars. It went yeah. to number one. And we Congratulations. played that joint. Yes, yeah. yes we did. Yeah. But the new <laughs> single you. is called One I Got. Yeah. How would you describe that? Ain't no that? woman like the one I got. This girl she wants hey. on. <laughs> yeah, it ain't that part of it, but yeah. <laughs> that first part is, <laughs> I got the band for the summer. So get ready for that, y'all. All right, let's go. Let's play it. This is the new single, y'all. This is one I got. When she puts on a dress, you know she's knocking them dead. As fine as God can make them. And whenever she dances, she never misses a beat. I'm holding on to her hand, she knows that I'll never leave. I'm lost in her vibration. She gotta work what she has. There ain't no competition. And at the end of the day, she gives the best of her love. She always knows what to say. I place nobody above her. And loving her is my mission. Black ass hit maker. 
love it. I like that. Black, you a black ass hit maker. Yeah. From That's Tulsa. damn Charlie Wilson make more damn hits. He is the king. Anybody that's been in the game this long, not anybody been doing it forty years, still doing it at mm-hmm. this level. You can't. Not, yes, not on this level. Right not on no. This level. Charlie Wilson, yeah. stay a legend. Yeah. Stay safe. We waiting to see Thank you live. And Steve Harvey Morning Show and the whole Steve Harvey Nation in love with Charlie Wilson. Ladies and, yes, women, ladies and gentlemen, the legend. Bam! Black ass <laughs> hit maker. <laughs> on the phone, the legend, Charlie Wilson. Yeah! Bam! Bam! Love y'all, man. Love you too, Uncle Thank Charlie. Thank you, Uncle Charlie. We love you too. Coming up next, uh, the nephew is here with the prank phone call. Right ah, after ah, this. Ah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for this Friday. Subject, my husband switched from hymns to Hennessy. <laughs> All right, first the nephew is here for today's prank phone call. What you got, Neff? Okay. N B F U. Wait, what? N B F U. No blacks for you. What, what oh, you? Okay. Oh, not right now. You're not doing this now. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing this I'm right doing now. it right now in the middle of everything that's going on. N B F U. Let's go, cat dog. Hello. Hello. I'm trying to reach uh, Nicole, please. This is she. How you doing? Listen, I'm giving you a call. Uh, you you happen to be um, uh, in a relationship with a with a black man. Am I am I right? I'm sorry. Who is this? I'm sorry. My name is Brian. Uh, well, I don't want to give my uh, full name, but it's Giadaya. Giadaya Malcolm. Okay, and and I'm sorry. Why are you calling? Okay, now you 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 are a Caucasian woman, correct? <laughs> okay. Why I'm I'm still trying to get to why are you calling? Uh, well, what's going on is um, uh, I'm with an organization and we're calling people who are in interracial relationships. And, and from my understanding, you are in a interracial relationship, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm with NBFU, and that's uh, NBFU is no blacks for you. And what we're doing is we're trying to get. Uh, uh, races to go back to dating each other, you know, which means Caucasians going back you, to dating. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. At first, I, I don't know who you think you are calling my house, but that's just not going to happen. And I don't know where this organization is based out of. I mean, you must be some country bumpkin or something, and you have just really called the wrong house. Okay, well, no, when, uh, uh, NBFU, ma'am, has been around since uh, the early 1940s. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine that. And I'm sure at some point you guys have to shut down because this is just ridiculous. Do you know? I mean, Obama's mother was white. Are you going to go knock on his door too? What the hell are you I'm, talking about? I don't about? have time to knock on Obama's door. He's busy yeah. doing yeah, other I things mean, right now. For real, what like, I'm trying who, to do is get the rest of the country who, to understand who gave, about NBFU. No black. And that's what I'm saying. What I'm Sometimes trying to tell you. trying to tell us we can't be together because you're black and I'm white. He's calling. Yo, what's up? Who this? Uh, 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 okay. Who, 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 who is this? This is a. I'm a, I'm a man. Who this? Okay, this is G, uh, G Adia, G Adia Malcolm. And what I'm doing, man, is we, we, you know, I'm with an organization called NBFU, 
And NBFU, man, is no blacks for you, which what we're trying to do is we're trying to get all races to go back to each other. Dude, what you talking about? Dude, you tripping, man. You are, what, what, what kind of organization is that? Y'all are tripping. Okay, brother, let me ask you something. You don't, feel, you don't feel empty without the sister on your side? You don't feel empty without uh, no, a no, loving uh, black woman on your side? That's what I'm asking you, brother. Well, I got I got plenty of black women on my side, but that don't mean that I had to be in a relationship with a black woman. I'm in a relationship with a woman I love. So that's what it's about. And I don't feel empty. That's the first problem with your organization right there. The, the premise is wrong. Okay, 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 but brother, what we're trying to do, man, we don't want to lose our race. We don't want the blacks to lose the strength that we have. And if blacks continue to date and mate with blacks, then we will be as powerful and stronger than any other race in the world. Where'd you get this number from, man? Excuse me? How'd you get this number in the first place, dude? I mean, I ain't got time for all this, man. This is some nonsense, bro. How you? Why are you calling us? Hey, man, because aren't y'all an interracial uh, couple? It, well, yeah, but what difference does that make? That ain't none of your business. Hey, but it is my business. Is I'm with I'm with NBFU. No black who you with, you. Dog. And you are a black who... person that are integrated within another race. And what we're trying to do, man, is get you to understand to come back to your race and be comfortable and happy in your oh, race. Oh, oh, you really. Up now, dog. Come back to my race. I ain't never left my race, dog. You are tripping, yo. And be you, you. Y'all get off our phone, man. Don't call here no more with that. Do you think that you are happier with a Caucasian woman than you would be with a black woman? Man, I, I don't even. I don't even want to entertain this. Don't call here no more. Don't call here no more. Oh, what do you? But let me you ask you, you something, brother. Be a man and answer the question. Oh, dog. You, you know what? You about to get your. Well, dog, you you know you really you really gonna get your. Well, be a man. I'm asking you to be a man. man. I'm and you know what? If you bring your over here, you'll find out how much of a grown man I am. Hey, man, don't get like your said, don't. man while I'm in the middle of asking you these questions. Cause I ain't got no problem coming over there. I got your phone number. I got your address too. Bring your on over here and see what you find. I'm asking you about these relationships, man. Are you more comfortable in a relationship with a Caucasian woman than you are with a black woman? Dog, I told you, man, it ain't even about that, and we ain't even going into that. So, look, just please, brother, can you stop calling here? Don't call my girl no, man, no more. We're calling call all house. interracial people around the country. That's what NBFU does. We call all of y'all, and we try to talk some sense into you and see if you can change the world and go back to the races from which you came. <laughs> You're tripping, y'all. You're really tripping, man. You know what? Obviously, you, you, it's a, a mental institution you're calling from because there's something wrong with you. So, look, don't call here no more. And we ain't got no more problems, right? Can I say this, can I say this to you? I'm going to your, your girl's job, and I'm talking to her face-to-face -face tomorrow about this whole situation. And you know what? And you're going to get your whooped. No, I ain't getting my whooped. I'm going tomorrow, and I'm talking. Matter of fact, right. I ain't even called to talk to you. You put her back on the phone. To hell with you. Put her <laughs> back her on job. the phone. Show up at her job tomorrow and see what happens. I'm showing up Show at her job. Put her back on the phone. Show up at her job tomorrow and see what happens. You're going to mess around and get your so you done got with this white girl, and you know what, man? You yeah. done changed, man. You changed. You don't know me from the beginning, dude. How you gonna tell me I done changed? You don't know me. I, I, look at me. I know how you brothers get, man. I'm as black as I ever was. You can't measure my blackness because of who I'm dating. 
You show up at a job tomorrow, you're going to get your you ain't gonna sit here and threaten me, man. I am with okay, him. We're done. You you done worked him up, and now I'm worked up. You're you're done. You're done. So you can stop calling the house. And I I'm wish coming to your you job would. tomorrow. Do you understand me? I'm coming I to wish you. Do, 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 you, you would. To me. Please do. Are you Please listening do. to me? Matter of fact, you can have your man at your job at lunchtime. Not only am I gonna talk to you at lunchtime, I'm gonna whoop his. While oh, I'm yeah, there's not going to be any talking. You show up, there's not going to be any talking. Yeah, there's it's going to be any talk. talking. Man, you have a discussion to uphold. NBF, okay. you won't okay. talk to you. You know what? There's a saying. Arguing with a fool makes you a fool. So this conversation is over. Can I say one more thing to you? What? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> before I leave, and I need to hear this from both of y'all. What is the baddest radio show in the land? <laughs> Come on, baby, give it to me. Y'all got to give it to me, not Ooh, give it to you me. You play too much. Uh, yeah. Right what? now? I went over the... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so y'all saying I went over the line, that's what you're saying? Yeah, right yeah. now. What, that do, line what do you is. think? Yeah. <laughs> ThomasMiles.com, baby. Let's do it. ThomasMiles.com. Go to ThomasMiles.com. Click on the prank button and leave me all your information. Let me know what you want to do. I give you a call. We talk and we figure it out. And then I call and try to make magic. Sometimes I hit a home run. Sometimes I strike out. We don't know. It is what it is. N-B-F-U. You proud of your you. nephew, uncle? Proud? Oh, I know he was proud on that. No, I, I, know I just uh, I thought that was a lot. I, yes, exactly. he says it's a lot. I didn't think in this climate. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, that brother, that, that brother was about his business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It ain't got nothing to do with that. All right, nephew, uh, king of pranks. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter subject, my husband switched from hymns to Hennessy. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, my husband switched from hymns to Hennessy. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 39-year-old Latino woman, and I'm married to a 53-year-old black man. We've been together for seven years, and we've been married for three years. We met at church, and we're both in the church choir. When we started dating, I saw an edgier side of him. He rode a motorcycle, drank Hennessy on the weekends, and he cursed whenever he talked to his friends. It was different from the church man I met, but I liked it. He told me that he didn't want to scare me away because I was his queen. Whenever we'd go places in his car, he'd have his satellite radio on rap music and the lyrics were so offensive that I asked him if he could turn it off. He apologized and said he'd never play that type of music around me again. 
After we got married and got our first house, he turned the garage into his man cave. He'd go out there and sit for hours watching TV and listening to music. I'd be in the house cleaning up, cooking, and singing along to gospel music. Once we had to be quarantined, he would stay in his man cave all day and all day long. He played very explicit rap music very loud while he sipped on his Hennessy. I could hear it through the house, so I know the neighbors could hear it too. He said he dared our neighbors to come say anything to us. It was so embarrassing. My husband is so different when he plays this music, this awful music. Um, I jokingly asked if he was too old to still be into rap music, and he said it's a cultural thing and I wouldn't understand. He may be right about that, but I do know when something is offensive. How can I get my husband to grow up and stop being a disruptive neighbor? Neighbor, please help. Well, this letter's, um, I don't know, it's a little confusing to me because you say you've known him for seven years, you've been married to him for three, and he listened to rap during your dating period. And you did say you saw his edgier side with the motorcycle, you said he drank Hennessy, he cursed with his friends, uh, but you said you liked it at the time you did say that now it sounds like since the quarantine it's a little different and maybe it's gotten a little worse you say he's playing more offensive more explicit lyrics in his music now he stays in the garage all day all night uh he's drinking all the time now whereas before he was just drinking uh on the weekends so i'm, I'm trying to figure out what are you really upset about that it's gotten worse because you did say you liked it at first. You have a lot to choose from. You, are you mad about the music? Are you mad about the fact that he's playing the music too loud? Are you mad about him being in the man cave all day, the Hennessy? I, I just think it, it, you're mad because of all of these things and especially because the music is loud and it's offensive to the neighbors. That's a good point, that is okay. Uh, you've gotta remind him, remember back when you guys were dating and he said that he didn't wanna scare you away because you are his queen? Well, you know, you gotta remind him of that and maybe he'll remember uh, saying those words to you. Maybe that'll click something in his head or something so that he can turn this music down. Loud music shouldn't be played to the level where it disturbs the neighbors. I don't think so. While you're at it, you could tell him to, you know, ease up on the Hennessy a little bit too. Maybe that contributes to the loud music. So, you know, take him there and see if he'll remember and, and turn it down. Steve? Don't go in there and ask that man pull up on that Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> nah. All day. Not all why day. he drinking it. <laughs> that ain't the time. <laughs> you ought to bring it up on the way from home after choir rehearsal. <laughs> now, you met the man in the choir. Y'all sang it. Y'all started dating. You started seeing an edgier side. Hmm. He rode a motorcycle, drank Hennessy on the weekends. He cussed when he talked to his friend. This is my dude, man. You show this ain't one of my partners. <laughs> Are you sure? This ain't Walt Neal. He cussed whenever he talked to his friend. It was different from the church man I met. It's going to be different. Mm. Kirk Franklin taught this to me when we were on tour together. Because I was concerned about the church crowd not being able to adjust to my jokes. Yeah, Kirk you were. I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. He said, dog, your fans and my fans is the same people. They just mm. wear two different masks. Wow. So the dude Deep. you meet at church, 
he got that mask on. And when he get off, he put the other mask on. Now he a motorcycle, Hennessy riding, cussing, cussing <laughs> hip hop loving, 53 year old dude. Now, you said whenever we go places in this car, he'd have his satellite radio on rap music. And the lyrics so offensive that I asked him if he could turn it off. He apologized, said he'd never play that type of music around me again. Hmm. Well, after we got married and got our first house, he turned the garage into his man cave. I ain't mad at that. He didn't mess with none of the house. He went out there in that damn garage. All he wanted to do was have a little place. So now he go out there and he sit for hours watching TV and listening to music. You in the house cleaning, singing to gospel music. He out to gospel music and, 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 and vulgar hip-hop is not a good match. <laughs> Trying to figure out what the F you want. I want to go to heaven. Jesus <laughs> Crazy. F your mama and all of your funky friends. F them over, over, doing it. Why do I love the Lord? Why I love the Lord? Right. So it's some hell at your house. Hang on. Uh, Hang on, Steve. We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's strawberry letter subject my husband switched from hymns to Hennessy. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. Subject, my husband switched from hymns to Hennessy. 39-year-old Latino woman married to a 50-year-old man. They was together seven years. They've been married three. They met at church. They both sang in the choir. Started dating. She saw a different side of him. He rode a motorcycle. He drank Hennessy and he cussed when he talked to his friend. I told him that was different than the man I met at church. He said he didn't want to run me away because I was his queen. And you go place, you know, all this here. Anyway, y'all got married, and your first house, he turned the garage into a man cave, right? He out there sitting for hours watching TV and listening to music. I be in the house cleaning up, cooking, and singing along to gospel music. (laughs) When we quarantined, he stay in the man cave all day long. He played explicit rap. How do you want it? How do you want it? How does it feel growing up in the fast lane, living in the fast lane? I'm for real. I know Jesus. <laughs> he will work. Tell me, how do you want it? Oh, Jesus. How does it feel? Are you tripping? I know the Lord. <laughs> so I think y'all better. I think y'all ought to call Swiss Beats. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be you against your husband in the weekend uh, battle. A battle? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. had Mary J. Uh, Blige and uh, Jill Scott, and they had Teddy and Babyface. Uh-huh. I think it's time for you and your husband. <laughs> no, it was Erica and Jill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Erica Badu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. So now, and his rap music is very loud, and he sips his Hennessy. I could hear it through the, all through the house, so I know he's a bad neighbor. I jokingly asked if he was too old to still be in the rap music. He said it was a cultural thing. That's not true. And I wouldn't understand. Uh, but I know music, that's offensive. How can I get my husband to grow up and stop being a disruptive neighbor? Please help. 
first thing you need to go out there and shut that damn garage door. <laughs> That's first Guys to get some of this <laughs> yeah. in. See, he, his Lock problem is <laughs> he listening down. to the music on the car radio with the car running. And if he shut that garage door, that's carbon monoxide. You got to get him, him, buy him a Bluetooth speaker so he can cut that damn car off and let that damn door down. That's for starters. Secondly, I really don't have no answer for you for this. You married the black dude here in the hip hop. He not finna stop. You can't ask a person not to enjoy their music anymore. But now when you told him that the neighbors would come by, he had a I wish you would moment. Uh-huh. He did. <laughs> he did. You know, you know how you want somebody to come on, come over? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and, and I think that's about where he was at with it. So, lady, here's the deal. He's disturbing the peace. And I know Shirley said that, but this he don't he don't care about <laughs> she, that. She said disturbing. He is. <laughs> Church people disturb the peace too, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I would be sitting up on a Saturday morning enjoying myself, and then here they come. <laughs> Doing Ding what? dong. What are they? Oh, oh, okay. Ding dong. I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've had a lot of times interrupted by Christian people, so I understand hip hop interrupting people. I really don't have no answer for this letter. I don't really <laughs> know. Yeah. Kel, you know, you, you, you're not going to leave your man. He's not a bad husband. He just got a man cave and he like loud music. It's the quarantine, too. That's that what it is. is. Yeah. And the reason he spent all that time inside the garage because you on his last damn nerve. <laughs> nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. It ain't nowhere, man. So <laughs> that's my nowhere answer. Else to I ain't go. got nothing else for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is he in there playing no. again before yeah. we Amber. go? Music. <laughs> <laughs> How do you want it? How do you feel? Because Jesus, <laughs> all the thing I love. You mixing you, it? Jesus. Yes, yeah. How do you want it? How does it feel? It feels like Jesus. Oh, my Lord and Savior. Go back, go back, go back. How does it feel? How do you want it? Uh-uh. Uh-uh, I'm not. I don't, I don't feel, feel good about this. Coming up. Fast lane living in the fast lane. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> going back That's classic. That's classic. Going back and forth, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, Swiss Beats ought to have them on. DJ On verses. DJ On verses. Church, her church music against his hip hop. He gonna win now because the people that's listening to the challenge on Swiss Beats, them they they young people. They know. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh man, yeah, that's yeah. That's that's, that's about it. That's about it. I think he should turn it down though. I do because he's disturbing the neighbors. He could play it, whatever, but it shouldn't be that loud. Both genres, he can play well, both genres. Well, surely he ain't. <laughs> She hasn't asked him yet. All right. Because he uh, ain't. <laughs> post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And please don't forget to he check out. He's probably that type of black dude that if you go down there and tell him to turn it down, it's going to get louder. It's going to crank it up, yeah. 
Uh, don't forget to check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, we'll get serious and tell you about three Wilmington police officers in North Carolina that have been fired after a video recording revealed extremely racist comments. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The three cops from the Wilmington, North Carolina Police Department, Jesse Moore, Kevin Piner, and Brian Gilmore, were fired for violating standards of conduct and using inappropriate jokes and slurs. The racist comments came to light during a monthly inspection video audit in which footage from Piner's patrol car was reviewed, including conversations between the officers. While talking with officers Gilmore and Piner, uh, while talking with Officer Gilmore, Piner began criticizing the department, saying its only concern was kneeling down with the black folks. Piner later expressed to Moore that he feels a civil war is coming and he plans to buy an assault rifle to go out and start slaughtering them. Um, hmm. What? Cuss word black people. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Uh, he added, I can't wait. God, I can't wait. Piner also said civil war is necessary to wipe them off the cuss word again, map. Then I'll put them back about, that ought to put them back about four or five generations. Uh, police say the three officers admitted it was their voices on the video recording and uh, didn't deny the content, but denied being racist. Excuse me? But denied being racist and blamed the comments on the stress of the job in wake of George Floyd's killing and subsequent protests. What? Oh, no. no, that's in your heart. Come on, Steve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. And they, they said the N-word and a mm, lot of profanity. Yeah. yeah. It was it was bad. And the police chief took action and fired him. Thank it's you. amazing how but that mindset, a person Steve, tries yeah. to mm-hmm. play Justify. what they said and, and have an excuse for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For no you to say any of those things, you're talking about... They were tired in light of the George Floyd. Mm-hmm. This this was before. Yeah. Hmm. George Floyd's George Floyd's death made you want to go out uh, buy an assault rifle and start a civil war and put them back in their place and start slaughtering them, slaughtering. Yeah. yeah. Because of the protests. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Man, God, please, I can't wait. Stop. Stop. I can't wait. Now you can't wait to go kill someone. Man, get out of here. Now, he pull a black person over. That's what we dealing with. Yes, exactly. exactly. That's the mindset. This is the that's dude their mentality. That we got. Yes. And, and let me tell you something. I'm going to stop saying it's only a few because it's a bunch of them. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. them. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of them. Damn that. three because, right here. See, yeah. it keeps happening too much for it. Mm-hmm. Only a few. Yep. Now, it's a lot of good cops out there. I tell you that it is. Mm-hmm. I wish they would But it's up. way too damn many of them that ain't right right now. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No. And, and what can they say? It's on video. It's on a recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll put them back four or five generations. What? <laughs> and I believe you know, the police chief was black, African-American, and he took action. <clears throat> All right. Uh, coming up at the top, uh, trending political news about the Democratic National Convention at the top of the hour. We'll get into that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The Democratic National Committee has officially scaled back its presidential convention. The convention is scheduled for August 17th through the 20th in Milwaukee, and there will be events there every day. But those events have been downsized or, in many cases, made remote. The main convention will no longer happen at the uh, Fizzer Forum Arena. 
but in the uh, much smaller Milwaukee Center. And state delegations are being told to plan to stay home and cast their ballots remotely. Other events will be broadcast from satellite cities, locations, and landmarks across the country. However, Joe Biden will still accept the nomination for president in person in Milwaukee. Meanwhile, the GOP still has plans to hold a traditional convention in Jacksonville, Florida, after moving it from Charlotte, North Carolina, when that state said it would likely take social distancing measures. And you know our president is not going for that. You know that. Uh, He's so not he moved a mask. The, Yeah, so he moved the entire Republican convention. <laughs> to Jacksonville. Wow. Hmm. To Jacksonville. Because <laughs> he yeah. don't care nothing uh-huh. about these people. He's only concerned about his win. Yeah, yeah, winning this, winning in November. You're right. That and is so critical too, to him. We're on in so many markets and so many cities in Florida. If mm-hmm. y'all don't get out and vote, <laughs> yeah, to, uh, really, y'all got to get out and vote and, and to help us turn this thing around. Yeah, as we well. have to do our part. We have to. We can't just sit up here and complain. We have to get out and put some actions with those words, please. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> Did you see the president walking from the Air Force One? Did y'all see him walking across the lawn with his tie undone and that make a man? Oh, he looked like he was oh, oh. He looked defeated, out. didn't he? Oh, yeah. He looked he defeated. Looked defeated. I saw his that. hat in his hand. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. They didn't whoop your ass today. Yeah, he looked God like every bit of it. Yeah, he took one. 6,000 people that did From Tulsa and then. <laughs> Arizona and all it just looked like Ooh. yeah. I think he's greatly affected by the poll numbers. I think so yeah, too, he is, Steve. Even though he tries to pretend like he's not, I think he is. Anything that shows him behind or mm-hmm. not in a good light, or mm. you know, he, he's petty like that, and he always wants to be on top. And like you say, when so, right. when he's not, it takes a toll. Junior, you want to say it with me? You oh, about to lose you your about job. You to lose your job. Get this dance. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> That's that defeat look. Boy, yeah. I saw that picture. I said, ooh, wait. Oh, man. Yeah, I just don't want us to get too comfortable because That's we right. still have a You're long right. way to go. He's he not. is a fighter, and he will fight and we saw him. that yes. in 2016. Yes. We thought it was going to go one way, yeah. and we were surprised and yeah. shocked. So you're right, yeah. Shirley. We got to keep going. That's yeah. right. Don't take you're none right. of these for granted. He's automatically going to win, so you don't have to go to the polls. No, that's all the more reason for you to go to the polls and vote. Exactly. Yeah. I really do not see this guy winning again. And that's a hard right. statement to make because yeah. I know how the Republican Party works and how, we, and, and, and how they react. But I'm just going to tell you, I think it's going to be hard because I, I think if we can keep the attitudes where they are, they will turn out to the polls. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, we just got to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Just to get through this summer, keep mm. voting in the primaries, doing what we got to do. We'll yeah. Get this done. Yeah. yeah, we have to. I would We're right like- at it. To see more of Joe Biden too, if we could, yeah, you right. know, get it, yeah. I would, I would like to see more. He looks good though, Shirley. Mm-hmm. He's been looking better. Yeah, yeah. And I like when he, he said, first started. When he first, he looks a whole lot better. That's what, good. That's what good. did he say, Carla? I like what he said. He was talking about the president and uh, not actually being a leader. Leadership, mm-hmm. what the right. country yeah, is lacking. Yeah. Did you see that, Steve? You saw what he yeah, said. You just whining. Yeah, and I, I yeah, like yeah you're said. making it about you. Uh-huh. You're, you're yeah, you're making it about you. 
I, yeah. I like what Biden said, too, when he said we're fighting for the very soul of this country. And I yes, feel right. like that. I, yes. I really do. I feel mm-hmm. like we've lost, you know, a lot under this mm-hmm. presidency. We really mm-hmm. have of who mm-hmm. we are and our strengths and all of that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In trending baby news, Tayana Taylor and Iman Shumpert um, are just three months away from welcoming their new bundle of joy. She's revealing more news about her birthing plans since she's considering a home birth. Tayana has... um, already enlisted the help of none other than Steve Erica Badu as her midwife. Uh-oh. If you didn't Uh-oh. know, Erica Badu is also known as Erica Badula. Uh, she has been delivering babies as a certified doula since 2001. Okay? She Erica? Yes, really? yes, yes. You deliver babies? Yes. I see that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, She's lady. assisted over 40 mothers deliver their babies safely. Erica says she loves being a part of the welcome committee. Go ahead, Erica. Girl, I ain't gonna please. be able to do that. No, no. I can't. I can't be down there. That's why it's called a midwife, not a midwife. I fell out. Not a mid-husband. <laughs> I saw the head. I fell out. <laughs> no help at all. <laughs> I was sitting there trucking the head. Come on, then I went shoulders. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Here come his ass too! Here come his ass! You're so crazy. That is a miracle. That's too much. Life. Push it back. Push it back. It's too much. That ain't nothing but God right there, boy. Oh, she was breathing. Woo, woo, woo. I said, push it back. Push it back. All right. Uh, more of this craziness on the Steve Harvey Morning Show and trending news coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time to ask the CLO, the Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey. This one's from Millicent in New Orleans. She says, I'm 30 years old and my dad came in my life six years ago. My dad was already married when my mom got pregnant with me, so I grew up without him in my life. I met his wife a few months after I reconnected with him. His wife explained how my dad kept me as a secret for years because my mom was a one-night stand after he'd been drinking one night. I was furious because my dad was with my mom for four years and they went on trips together and he was in the delivery room when I was born. Should I show his wife the receipts or should I let it go? Not the receipts. Mm. Oh, oh, I got to say this. Well, come on. Make make us proud. (laughs) She wants to have a story to tell that makes her feel adequate for some reason because to come and meet a young woman who hasn't had a relationship with her father in 24 years and that's the story you want to tell mm-hmm. you were kept a secret because you were one night stand i mean come on lady what, what's what's your purpose for trying to mess this young lady's up yeah. relationship up like that that's foul within itself now with that being said do you return the foulness that she put out mm, two wrongs huh I, I, I don't think so. I think you should take the high road. I, I think the important thing for here is for you to have whatever relationship you can have with your dad. Mm. Men make a lot of mistakes. I made mistakes as a young man myself. Men make 
mistakes and, and, and have the right to get it right and recover. What she didn't have the right to do was come in here and bust your bubble with all that information mm-hmm. that she should have played the bigger woman. Mm-hmm. But because she not a big woman don't mean you shouldn't be either. I think that God will keep you in a better place if you take the high road myself. That's what I would suggest. But, you know, if you're one of them days and you're just feeling funky, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Stank. You know what I'm saying. Good advice, Steve. I like yeah. that advice. That Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Now, have for you, what's the one night stand? Right, right, right. All right. Uh, moving on. This one's from Verna in White Plains, New York. She says, I've been married for 14 years and I love my husband dearly, but he stinks. He's in shape. He has a healthy diet, but he smells like hot garbage. He needs to take one of those allergy exams. Those oh, that uh-huh. tells you what your body is allergic to. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a test that you can take and you find out if you allergic to, if your body doesn't respond well to gluten or something. And it could be something that's secreting out of his body that just don't agree with him, but he's doing it anyway. And the way it comes out is through his pores. He stank. Coming up, it's our last break of the day. The last break of the day. (laughs) And we'll have some fabulous, fabulous closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, our last break of the day on this Friday. That's like right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep. 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 Oh, let me say this. BET Awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shirley. Uh, BET Awards, girl. We're going to be watching the baby. Alicia Keys, Jennifer Hudson are just yes. a few mm-hmm. of the performers at the 2020 BET Awards. It's going down Sunday and it's virtual. Okay. So, yeah, they have a solid roster of performers. Amanda Seal will be doing the hosting, hosting duties. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. she's I doing like her thing. Yeah. yeah, she's smart. Roddy Rich, mm-hmm. John Legend, Lil Wayne, Megan Thee Stallion, Summer Walker, and Beyonce. Beyonce. Beyonce will be honored with this year's Humanitarian Award for her Be Good initiative. So that's the BET Awards right. Sunday on BET. It'll be a little different, but we we all still love the BET Awards. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And, and oh, and it's on BET, BET Her, and CBS this year. That's right. That's oh, right. Yes. That's, that's right. Big. Yeah. That's, that's big. That is big. So we have yep. to watch that. Yeah. Yep. We'll be watching. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that, ma'am. You're welcome, dear. <laughs> Where is the man? <laughs> it's your turn, Mr. Hardy. You are like your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Back and forth, baby. Back and forth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. I don't know. You know, I've done so many closing remarks over the past two weeks, man. Let me just say this in closing. I... I you know, I, I've changed a bit. I was, you know, saying, you know, that I supported the protesters and demonstrate, and I do 1,000%. I say I don't support the burning and the looting, but I understand it. Now, here, I've changed a little bit because I'm watching at, a, at, a, at almost like a record pace they keep coming up with incidents of police doing stuff to black people that we weren't even aware of, cases being reopened and so forth and so on. 
and it's just happening at an alarming rate that a couple of things have changed in me. As I watch with such high hopes because so many non-African-Americans out there protesting, I really think something's going to happen this time. I think this is a turn. I just think, man, that the way this is playing out, that it's caused me to change a little bit. I actually used to say that there's only a few bad policemen, but that's not true anymore. It's too many bad policemen. Now, are there good ones? Of course it is. Are there straight, narrow ones that's doing it the right way? Of course there is. But it ain't a few bad apples no more. It's a bunch of bad apples, man. It's just a bunch. Because just like they say in protest, if silence is consent, well, isn't that true in the police department? And I just think it's more than just a few bad officers. I think it's a bunch, man. And you can't keep hiding behind, I feared for my life, and I, I felt threatened, and uh, it was in the line of duty, and I followed my training. You can stop that. Your training is wrong. It's been wrong. It's not enough training. And the things that you have been trained to do are the very thing that kills the same people over and over. Or... Is your training directed at a certain group of people? Because all of your targets are black. I have noticed that, that every target they shoot at in the movies, on TV, it's black. And they're all kill shots. There is no training of police how to take a person down. When they do take a person down, it's a chokehold. And how many of us got to die from that? Or it's a knee in the neck. And how many got to die from that? So now, here's the deal. I do get the burning and the looting. I get it because they're sick and tired. And if you're not going to listen to them, they got something for you. And these young people are serious this time. So I, I don't condone it, but I do get it. Oh, I really, really do get it. And I don't want young people out there getting arrested for what they will then deem as breaking the law. And once you break the law, then they get to go on and do, do their thing full-fledged full with you then. But I get it. And I get there's too many bad police officers. And I get that something has to change. My suggestion, and I'm still trying to find out how to get this pushed, is mandatory police sentencing. That, that's the only thing I can think. I don't have no other solution. You know, of course, I want you to do bigger background checks and all like this. But at the end of the day, listen, we have some bad people that are police officers. We have a line of thinking that's allowed to get a badge and when they have this badge they oftentimes make decisions about whether we live or die and the sad thing about the decisions that they make about who lives or dies it's always the same color people that die it's the same color all the time they ain't accidentally shot no white person they ain't killed no white sons they ain't kill no white man for sleeping at a drive-thru. They ain't kids had their knee on no white man's neck till he died. They ain't shot no white man because they thought he had a gun when he was on the cell phone. They ain't shot no 12-year-old white kids for playing with the gun and then did it in less than 15 seconds. They've never shot a white kid for that. They keep shooting black people, though. And I just think right now we got to do something about this training. 
we got to do something about a lot of things, man. I'm tired of talking about this, but I got to keep my voice out there because I really feel it. Those are my closing remarks. Y'all have a great weekend, even though I predict your weekend will be a lot like Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Let the church say amen. Amen. Amen, amen again. Y'all have a great amen. weekend, y'all. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.